This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. for Team Martech, local professionals serving our community. Listen to a financial advisor, local attorney, independent insurance agent, mortgage broker, realtor, and certified public accountant. They discuss issues and answer questions of interest to you. That's Team Martech, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on WCNO. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now, and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Meyer's today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. 
Listen, when I was growing up in the church, there was things in the church I did not like. I grew up in church and it was, every time I went to church, it was so political. There was backbiting, there was gossip, there was everything that was in the world was in the church. Except for they just cleaned it up real good on Sunday. Mm, Come on. And you couldn't do anything. It was a sin. Everything you did was a sin. It was ugly. You had to, every time you went to church, you had to get saved. About halfway through the message, we had terrorist preachers because they tried to scare the hell out of you. They didn't preach grace. They just preached till you're full of fear and wanted to get saved again. And then you'd have to come to the altar and get saved. You know, God, I'm so sorry. I'm a miserable sinner. Well, what did you do? I don't know, but I must have did something because I feel awful. I'm telling you, that's why I didn't want to go to church as a teenager. I kicked back. I rebelled. I said, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. Who wants to come to church every Sunday and feel bad and feel guilty? Come on. I wonder if I got anybody knows what I'm talking about. Come on. Amen. I love Jesus with all my heart. I asked him to come into my heart when I was a little kid. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was seven years old. I believe in the cross. I believed in the blood of Jesus. But I didn't want to have nothing to do with church because church people were just mean. They were mean. I remember when I was real little and we went and we lived in this Pentecostal church and we had two doors just like that. Well, no, we had center doors and there was two ushers on each door. One usher, if he didn't like you, he'd pick you up by ear and walk you to the seat. The other usher, he was a little bit older and nicer. He pulled out a pack of lifesavers and gave you a lifesaver to get to your chair. I learned the hard way how to find the right usher. And when you showed up on Sunday and they had switched sides, you were in for a treat. <laughs> church was not what it was supposed to be when I grew up in it. I saw a different side of church. I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. It seemed like all the preaching that was going on was always trying to scare you into heaven. It was always trying to make you afraid. And we'd repent at the altar and go home and get saved. And then we would hide out in our house and wait for the rapture. And I should have never watched a thief in the night and a distant thunder when I was little. I still have nightmares about that razor shaking in the sink. Did y'all see that movie? He was shaving and he disappeared. He went up in the rapture and the wife walked in and the razor was just vibrating in the sink. They knew how to, they knew, making movies back then, they knew how to scare you without putting anything bloody on the screen, didn't they? Just a razor. Scare you into heaven. Jesus, come, Lord, we're just going home. We're waiting on the rapture. Get us out of this hell hole. Get us out of this mess. Just get us on into heaven. That's, we just want to get to heaven, Lord. Just come against Lord Jesus, come. Come. But how many know you are the people that have the authority today to transform the world that you live in? Mm. And if the people that have the authority to transform the world that they live in are retreating from the world, then who's going to be the hope that the world needs? Who's going to be the light that they're dying for? Who's going to be the source of love that they're hungry for? Who's going to tell them the good news that they need if you're hiding out in your house waiting on the rapture? Worried about what's going to happen next in the culture. They're coming to get my guns. That's the next one, I think. It's all over the news. He's coming to get your guns. Come on, amen. I found out that the enemy likes to make Christians passive. He likes, he don't care if you come to church if you don't do nothing. 
If you're in church and ain't doing nothing, he's okay with that because you're not, you're not keeping him from doing what he wants to do. So passivity is his game. Complacency. Having you having to work through your own stuff all the time to make you ineffective in the kingdom is part of the plan of his life for you. And we just think we just got a tough life. You better wake up. Come on, amen. Listen to me. If the enemy of your soul can cause you to live in passivity, he don't really care what it takes to get you in the church. He could care less as long as you're ineffective in the kingdom. He ain't worried about you smoking crack again or going back to drinking again or going back to messing around again. He don't care about all that stuff. As long as you're miserable and you're in the church and you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing, as long as you lay down at night and you feel condemnation because you know that things ain't right in your life, he's happy. He don't even care if you're on your way to heaven. Because now you are ineffective. Now you're living in a bipolar state. Now you're living in a double-minded way. And you got to get up and act one way one day, but you're all eat up on inside every day. You don't think the devil's getting no glory out of that kind of life? I'm telling you, God called you to be more than a conqueror. I'm telling you that, that God wants to come to the treasure coast of Florida. The kingdom of God wants to come to your neighborhood. The kingdom of God wants to come to your house. The kingdom of God wants to come to your job. And he wants you to bring it. Somebody shout, I got to bring it. I got to bring it. Jesus wants to come and work through you to open blind eyes, to open prison doors, to set the captive free, to cause people to live in a place of liberty that they never dreamed possible. That's how God wants to use you. He wants somebody that'll heal up the wounded, that'll mend the brokenhearted, that'll bring peace into a life that's full of turmoil, that'll bring, that'll bring resolution to chaos. I think one of the biggest attacks of the enemy is that the, that the enemy tries to keep us in a state of chaos. Where we're almost right on the edge of getting resolution for something. And then the next thing you know, we get knocked back down. And we got something else we got to deal with. We're like a dog chasing his tail. We have moments of victory. We have the excitement of the race. But we still don't have no peace. Come on. I wonder if I got anybody who knows what I'm talking about today. Listen, we are people that are on assignment. We are people that are on a mission. And that is to see the world come to know who Jesus is. Do you believe that today? Is this all right? Is everybody all right? Anybody offended yet? Don't raise your hand. Just hang on. You're going to be okay. I promise. Paul writing to Timothy in his second letter. And he said, I want you to see the... He said, I want you to see something, Timothy. I want you to catch this. I, want you, I don't want you to miss this. Because I feel like you're retreating away from me, Timothy. It feels like there's a spirit of fear on your life. you got to understand where Paul is when he's writing this. you got to understand the context of what he's saying here. Paul wrote Timothy twice. He wrote Timothy two books, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. When he wrote him his first letter, he wrote him from a place where he was on house arrest. When he was under house arrest, he was in a house. He had a chain around his ankle, but he lived in a house. He had a table. He had somebody that would bring him food. He was allowed to have company. He was allowed to, to, to have a candle at night. He was allowed to write letters. He had some guest time. He had some release time. And while he was confined and he was restricted, it wasn't all that bad living in the house because he was still able to be Paul the apostle, and he was still able to pen letters to the people in the church. So when you read the book of 1 Timothy, you see that the book of 1 Timothy is written from a place of expectation. It's written from a place of hope. 
There's an expectation coming through Paul's letter that there might be better things on the horizon, that he might be released, that he might come to a place where he'll gain his freedom. By the time we get to 2 Timothy, things have changed for Paul. Paul is now imprisoned as an enemy of the state. He's an enemy of the state of Rome. He has become known as a threat to the Roman Empire. And the reason why he has become a threat to the government of the Roman Empire is because Paul made this statement. Jesus is Lord. Say that with me. Jesus is Lord. See, you think, well, that's just wonderful. Why is he an enemy of state for saying that? Well, what you have to understand is, is when Paul said Jesus is Lord, by default he was saying that Caesar is not Lord. Come on, somebody. Amen? For us today, when we say Jesus is Lord, then you're saying there's nothing else in my life that has the preeminent spot of who Jesus is. When you say Jesus is Lord, that means that Jesus sits on the throne of your life. There's nothing more important than Jesus. Not your career, not your children, not, come on somebody, not your toys, not your money, not your finances, not your abilities, not your gifts. Jesus is Lord. He's the most important thing in your life. When there is nothing else that has a greater voice than Jesus in your life, then you know that Jesus is Lord of your life. Because listen, whatever or whoever has your ear also has your future. Come on now, whatever or whoever has your ear also has your future. And if there are voices in your ear speaking louder than the voice of Jesus, then you can know for sure whatever it is that you're hearing will dictate the future that you live. That's a good reason today just to declare that he's Lord. Come on, somebody say it. Jesus is Lord. And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church. There is a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. Now watch this, Paul is in prison, he's considered an enemy of the state. He's now scheduled to be executed because the enemies, uh, all enemies of the state are sentenced to death. That's how it was in the Roman Empire. His prison is in a place that's referred to as the Mamertine Prison. The Mamertine Prison is right in the heart of the city of Rome. It's on the next hill to where the Roman Forum was. The Roman Forum is where all the senators would come together and they would debate policy for the empire. And they would take the policy that they would debate and they would submit it to the emperor to see if it would be implemented. So this prison sat right next to the Forum. And and it was it was cut out of, a, out of a, a rock on the side of a hill, and they would walk prisoners into this hole that was cut out of the rock, and there was a three-foot hole in the floor, three foot in diameter, and they would drop the prisoner down into a dungeon. And that's where they would stay until they were executed. Once you went into the Mamertine prison, you knew you would never get out. 
The Mamertine prison was not for somebody that had a two-year sentence. It was not for somebody that had a ten-year sentence. If you went to the Mamertine prison, it meant that you were on your way, you were on death row, and you were going to die. The only way out of the Mamertine prison was by the doorway of death. Amen? You went there and you waited until you got executed. That's why when Paul finishes his letter to Timothy, he says it by saying this, Timothy, I want you to know something. I'm a drink offering that's about to be poured out. I've run my course. I've finished my race. I've kept the faith. So now God has laid up a crown for me in heaven. Paul knew in writing the second letter that he was never going to get out. He knew that he was headed to a place of execution. This was not a letter of a man that was headed to a church meeting. This was not a letter that was written of a man that had any hope of getting out. He knew that his days were done. And what he was trying to say was, I'm getting ready to die because I know that Jesus is Lord of my life. See, that's lost on us in this culture today, ladies and gentlemen. Now watch this. While he's there, somebody say, while he's there, he gets information that the church has become intimidated. The church is backing up. Somebody gets word to him in the prison that now the churches have begun to retreat and hide and even retreat from the Apostle Paul's teaching. Not only was he in prison, but Nero, everybody say Nero. Nero was the emperor of the Roman Empire. Nero was a psychopath. He was a sociopath. He was a maniac. He was a murderer. He was a bisexual. Nero was a messed up dude, and he lived the life of depravity. Didn't care who he hurt. If you don't know who Nero was, Google it. You'll be shocked. The world that Paul lived in in this time was much more depraved than the world that you and I live in today. There was a lot more going on in his world. Amen? Some of us believe that the gospel can't operate in the world that we live in because there's just too much going on in the government today. Well, I got news for you. If the gospel can operate in the Roman Empire when Nero was the emperor, then how many of you know the gospel can operate in the United States of America today? Come on, I wonder if you believe it. Amen? But watch this. Historically, Paul writes these words from a culture where homosexuality was rampant. We got all been out of shape this year when they say gay people can get married. Paul writes this letter where homosexuality is common practice. And, and, and think about this. During this time period, there was no such thing as a marriage certificate. I don't know if you know this or not. There was no such thing as a marriage certificate in the United States of America until 1921. You know that, did you? And the only reason there was a marriage certificate is because a black man wanted to marry a white woman and no church would do the wedding, so a justice of the peace did it. That's how we got, come on somebody. You want a little bit of history? That's history. This ain't nothing new under the sun. What we see today, amen? So, and he's writing these, he's writing these words from a place where Nero would take Christians and he would soak them in oil. He would put them up on a crucifix while they were still alive, light them on fire, and use them for a lamp when he would throw a party. Because Christians went around talking about how they were the light of the world, so he thought it was funny to make a joke out of it and make them the light of his party. It was common practice to do that. He was so depraved that he would take Christians 
And he would put animal skins on them and put them in the arena and set them loose and let wild bears and wild lions go in and attack them because the, the wild bears and lions thought they were weak in prey and ripped them to shreds in front of 70,000 people in the Coliseum who were cheering and screaming like they were at an NFL Super Bowl game. We haven't even begun to see that kind of depravity in this country. You ain't got nothing to worry about and you ain't got nothing to be afraid of. My God's greater. Somebody shout, He's greater. Mm. We think we got it bad sometimes. And it was from this place in the culture that Paul begins to write this letter. It's from this place in the culture that Paul gets a little bit disturbed with Timothy. While he's in the Mamertine prison, Paul's getting ticked off. What do you mean you're going to back up? Because it looks like the church and his spiritual son Timothy is somehow being intimidated by the world that he is living in, by the world that he was called to change. He finds out that the church in Laodicea, which was the wealthiest church in Asia Minor, he found out that now they had begun to retreat and forsake him. He found out that the church in Pergama, which was the church that had the most influence in governmental affairs, the church that had the most influence in the trade routes, they began to back up with him because they didn't want to be associated with him because they were afraid that what they were doing to Paul, they was going to come do to them. And people got in fear. And, and they realized that if they identified with Paul, then that might be it for them. Come on, somebody. Amen? Listen. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Just because you believe you won't, you won't have to engage your world does not mean the world won't come to your front door and engage you. It will show up. The, the, the world's going to show up at your door. What you do with it is entirely based on what kind of authority you think you can walk in. And how much faith you've got to believe God for the impossible. Mm. As a matter of fact, it's the non-engagement of the world that puts you at higher risk than you actually engaging into the things that God's called you to do. Because complacency and passivity will kill you. Not only will it make you ineffective, it'll change the way you think and the culture will suck you up and you'll begin to believe a lie. And when you believe a lie, you'll behave a lie. And you'll think the lie is truth that'll develop a stronghold in your mind. And you'll live your life by a lie, by a stronghold that ain't even true. Mm. Come on, is this okay? Can I keep on going? We cannot be people that bury our head in the sands and pretend like there ain't nothing going on in the culture when we are the answer that the culture needs. We have to learn how to live boldly in this culture. I'm not talking about you getting all political. I'm not talking about you standing on the side of the street with a sign with a sign that says all homosexuals are going to hell because that's not godly and that's not Christ-like. I'm talking about you going out there and making some friends with some homosexuals and learning how to love them and then teach them the right way to live after they've learned how to trust you because you've got hope that they ain't never had before. Come on, amen. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. 
To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
Thank you.